0: made it to week 17. We even made it through the Thursday night football opener. The highest owned player in all of the best ball finals across the entire landscape did not play. We got multiple big games. We got the Super Bowl of the best ball finals coming on Saturday and tons more to sweat on Sunday. We're going to break it all down here. The final regular season episode of legendary sickos get you all set for this weekend's best ball finals and talk through some of our own personal sweats. Let's get into it. Three, two, one, 2, 1, liftoff! Alright, Pat, before we start to dig in to the goodness that was... The Thursday night football game. What's going on with these Thursday night football games? Uh, I think it, it, is it Al Michaels that's on uh, Amazon. He said something about it too. He was insinuating about uh, sports betting, but you know Steelers Patriots, which was like the grossest game ever, popped off for fantasy last night. Browns Jet, the Joe Flacco versus Trevor Simeon pops off without Amari Cooper for fantasy. We've been having some fun Thursday night football games. So obviously, as you guys can tell, we're recording this on Friday after Thursday night football has has gone through and before we start to dig in to the ball finals i'm very excited pat and i both have a couple of different teams that we're going to uh talk about and we're going to talk about kind of the ownership and everything that is set to play out this weekend i as we've discovered over the last six months or whatever i'm a terrible businessman when we do these shows i don't ever actually talk about you know some of the uh business opportunities that uh, we're presenting to you with this, this partnership what, of i don't know if these are business opportunities these exactly. uh well, kind of, I guess I, uh, 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 we're helping you create uh, wealth. Is a that's the generational <laughs> is there, wealth? Is generational this a timeshare?
1: Are we selling a timeshare? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, pyramid scheme. Uh, when you go, when you go look at our, our tools, they're going to be pyramid shaped. Uh, moving, moving forward. But just quickly to get to get it out of the way, especially because uh, we're not going to talk about playoff best ball today, but it's particularly pertinent to to playoff best ball. Um, if you've not used Spike Week and the Spike Week tools. Uh, we have launched some cool new stuff that we'll we'll talk a little bit about, and maybe show a little bit today for the regular season. But I actually just did a draft earlier today that we recorded as a part of our Playoff Best Ball Almanac on, on Spike Week and used the draft hacker. And there was a couple of moments during the draft that it was really funny because it highlighted specifically the players who... We like absolutely should have drafted. And I didn't have to think it directed me in the right direction. And I was like, Oh yeah, boom. I think it was uh, like Isaiah Pacheco and Dallas Goddard. And it was like, these are the right guys for this team. It highlight, you know, it's flashing lights basically at you to take this guy, the tools, the draft hacker specifically for, uh, playoff best ball is super duper valuable and it happens to go really well in hand with um, the dynamic rankings tool that Pat has put together over at legendary upside they really do go really well hand in hand and so the uh if you have our first time listener if you are a legendary upside subscriber right you are subscribed to Pat's um, newsletter and tools and everything that legendary upside brings you are a lucky person who gets 40% off of a Spike Week subscription. We kind of partnered together. Obviously, we're creating these shows and everything, but the tools that we have, the content, and now some of the other advanced tools that Pat's bringing, it all just plays so well together that we wanted to bring people together that are using what Pat's doing, um, and they can come and get a nice discount from the the Spike Week stuff. So it's $40 a month for the uh, tools. You can get 40% off that. It's $300 annually. Again, of course, 40% off that. You get 40% off of any product. You want to buy the Playoff Best Ball Almanac? I know Pat's doing some awesome research and content around Playoff Best Ball strategy. We are as well. Uh, that's what we recorded earlier today. That's just 20 bucks, but you can still get your 40% off of that. So, you know, 12 bucks for the Playoff Best Ball Almanac. Anything from Spike Week. Use promo code LEG UP and you can get 40% off of that. And uh, so I just wanted to, to get that kind of out of the way because we're not going to talk the playoff best ball stuff, but uh, time is starting to wind down and we're getting closer to playoff season. And I know uh, there's some awesome stuff going on that you have over there. And I've been in particular putting uh, the tools to use. And man, what, it's like when you draft from your phone and then you go back and you use the tools, you're like, God damn it. Why do I ever draft from my phone? This is just so helpful.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it really is. Um, I And I genuinely think it makes it more fun to use the tools in a way that like would not, if you haven't used the tools, then you may not assume that that would be the case. But it's like, there's all these factors in terms of how the bracket is playing out and sort of like you're already making decisions. So the tool's almost just there to be like, don't forget about this decision you made. <laughs> you know, like you, you, cr- you've crafted a reality where this this is kind of what you crafted. Remember you crafted this and you're like, I did craft that. Thanks man. (laughs) So it's not like you're kind of just being reminded of what you, you've already decided. So I I think they, they actually make things a little bit more fun and you feel a little less frazzled trying to kind of just big time track of all these things that you, you've created, you know?
0: Yeah. That, that's the big thing is it's not, you know, you're not solving world hunger. It's not predicting the future for you, but exactly what you said is you go into the draft and you start to put a plan into motion. It's just keeping, you know, it's putting the bumpers up right while you're, while you're bowling, it's keeping you on track with the things that you set out to do with this, with this particular team uh, and playoff best ball specifically. That's like really important. Like in regular season, best it's like ball the game, <laughs> it is the whole game in regular season, best ball, like, there are picks who make more sense uh, on every single team for sure, based on who you've selected, but like, you know, okay. So you draft Brian Robinson on a, a team where, you know, maybe you didn't absolutely need a running back or you didn't have anything where there was correlation or whatever, it's fine. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world. With playoff best ball, just about every pick you you make can ultimately sink you. It can make you, but it can really sink you if you screw it up, right? You don't have a Super Bowl matchup or you draft something that just doesn't make sense for the build you put together, that the tools just really, really, really help. So I just wanted to shout those out really quickly before we start um, to dive into this. First thing, we're going to get this out of the way because we're not going to talk about it. Um, we'll talk about it in the offseason at some point, I'm sure. It is. The funniest run out I can recall <laughs> from any, any form of fantasy football content in my entire career. That one of the biggest things we discussed and disagreed upon in a world where we agree upon oh like a lot. We we a draft lot. similarly, we like almost all the same players. We draft like so a lot of times some of the debate is like it just comes up in conversation, manufactured. The one thing we disagreed upon with Sam Howell. Go ahead.
1: Well, I think some of some of the, the biggest disagreements are with the people that you agree with on almost everything because it's like, why don't you agree with me on this?
0: Yes. You, we <laughs> like, love 99% of the same players. What are you thinking? You don't make any yeah. – you're an idiot. Yeah, you're being yeah. an idiot right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So we over just, 100%. Why don't we have 100% <laughs> overlap? Right, Exactly. <laughs> So we disagreed. For anyone that has, of course, listened, and if you haven't listened uh, over the course of the summer, our main disagreement was I was a big Sam Howell guy, and uh, Pat was not so much Sam Howell guy. We actually agreed upon Washington, which is really funny. Um, we talked about that last episode, so I won't I won't dive into it. But the just the the. It, I I will never like get over these coincidences that happen. Like there's somebody up, I don't know, you know, if you believe in religion or whatever, or just fantasy gods. There's somebody up there pulling the strings to mess with us because (laughs) Sam Howell smashes for like 14 weeks. He's the QB seven in points per game. I I I have to take an L. I have to come on and
1: take a public L. These smashes. I get to bring.
0: We take like a month off, two months off. I bring Pat on and I get to victory lap. My, you're an idiot. You should have come to my one hundred percent side of things <laughs> about Sam Howell, obviously, and then the thing—the <laughs> thing that <laughs> had been cautioning and was concerned about him getting benched—happens because Sam Howell turns into a freaking pumpkin <laughs> twice. Twice he turns into a pumpkin. He forgot how to play football. Gets benched for Jacoby Brissett, and then Jacoby Brissett <clears throat> is now named the starter for Week 17. It, to make things even more chaotic, yesterday in practice, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett's hamstring. old ass pulled his hamstring, and he's listed questionable. So we actually don't even know who's <laughs> you going might get to get the- out after all. <laughs> might get out. We we're ping ponging back and forth between just utter nonsense, and so. Um, that doesn't really have a lot of relevancy to what we're going to talk about today, but it was the funny. funny. It's the funniest run out that I've ever experienced
1: in fantasy football. It's so funny. It's a much better version of the, the Anthony Richardson thing. Right. And, And we weren't on opposing sides of this, but there was lots of people that were kind of big, big anti Anthony Richardson. And I just feel like everyone just went back to their corner. Like if you were pro Anthony Richardson, you were like, he was the easily the best pick of the position. Yep. He was gonna be like, you know, rivaling for the quarterback one. I got him in like the eighth and ninth round. Like that's an absolute smash. Sucks he got hurt. If you're anti Anthony Richardson, you're like, he was insanely inaccurate, which he was, and he ran into like every defender he could find and eventually got <laughs> a shoulder injuries.
0: <laughs> including the play he got hurt on. He tried to yeah. run the dude over at the goal line and right. knocked himself out. Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah. And he had yeah, he got a concussion the a few weeks before when he I think probably could have done a better job protecting himself going to the end zone. Um, and yeah, so obviously this was always destined to end this way. I won't <laughs> touch him next year in next year's drafts. That was a bummer, right? That, but, you know, that, there's nothing fun about that. But everyone just goes back to their own corners. And I think here it's a similar thing where, like, <laughs> how helped helps you get through. And then, like, yeah, he turned into a pumpkin. But, like, you know, you know, maybe I still get him in week 17. So it, in some way the universe is telling me that I was right all along um and for me i'm like he got benched in the exact week i was worried he would get benched in so i don't know like how much more accurate it could have been and yeah sure i didn't like he could have helped me advance some teams but like this thing i was worried about happened so everyone's just back to their their own corners i don't think anyone's convinced
0: but a great just such a (laughs) awesome funny path to get there right like you said we ultimately ended up the same way as like dobbins is another guy i would think about where people are yeah, just yeah. like yeah like i thought dobbins was amazing if you thought dobbins was an injury risk you feel right i feel vindicated based on watching the ravens and it is what yeah. it is nobody we don't really uh get to do anything fun with that but the howl <laughs> one is just that i mean so that, absolutely in absolutely. looks
1: am- like I, in the walkthrough Awesome. Which, not yet published but it will be um <laughs> the the uh the felt a little bit behind this week with uh playoff best ball stuff but um the 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 efficiency for Brissette has been silly high and in some ways it, it's funnier if he doesn't play this week because then he'll end the season with this tiny sample of like the best quarterback play in the league ever yeah yeah. <laughs> I tied,
0: uh for anybody that doesn't know <clears throat> I also do DFS work for Rotogrinders, grinders our our sister uh, sister company rotor grinders uh, for daily fantasy and uh, I, I do we do like expert surveys and tag people in our lineup optimizer and all of that hilariously th- th- just to add on to this uh, ridiculous story we got to this week week 17 I have currently tagged one quarterback for play on draftkings as a quarterback that I love it is. Jacoby Brissett <laughs> <the only> <laughs> right now I've made a dummy team for DraftKings. Jacoby Brissett is in it. He's um, win the but, melee with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, oh yeah. Let's do I, it. I, don't give a, I don't give a shit what happens in best ball. If I ship all the money on Sunday with uh, Jacoby Brissett and DFS, you know, well, all, we can all win. We can all win. It's great. But just have to lead with that because I mean, what a hilarious, absolutely hilarious run out. Um, another hilarious run out happened last in last night's game, the Thursday night football game, where I I don't like to win this way, of course. But I was saying yesterday, frequently in uh, the Spike Week discord, how just I I don't want to live in a world where Amari Cooper is the highest owned player in the best ball finals going up against the Jets, one of the worst matchups, you know, for particularly boundary wide receivers with Joe Flacco who's thirty eight years old and was on his couch you know a month and a half ago and Amari Cooper buries me on Thursday Night football and doesn't give me fun for for the weekend. I would <clears throat> ideally prefer it not to be where he didn't play I mean that's I don't want anybody to ever have to lose um, that way as someone who has Jalen Waddle on his two remaining teams that's not the way you want to go down, but I, what an absurd what an absurd week, set, like start to week 17. You, of course, if you didn't have, even if you had Amari and you had other pieces of that game, you're probably feeling pretty good because Jerome Ford went nuts. Brees, which I know helped both of us uh, differently, but helped us, uh, went went nuts. David Njoku looked like it was going to be, that's the thing I was Yeah, rooting. it was kind of,
1: Looking like coffins if you didn't have David
0: uh, and Joku. About but. eight minutes into the game, I was like, I can't watch this. I don't have any David and Joku. I, I can't watch my whole season end like this. Um, he of course had a a very good game on DraftKings, but not anything spectacular on Underdog. Elijah Moore similarly like was okay, but not amazing. But just like a really fun kickoff to the week, but also again just like building on the chaos of the season when Amari Cooper in the DraftKings Millie Maker final is 55%. He's on 55% of teams. There's 1,300 teams in the wow. final. He's on 55% of them, 43% in best ball mania. Just to lead off with, with him missing and that, that game, which looked gross on a short week, actually popping off a little bit, I felt like was a, a, actually a pretty fun way to start, even though it's chaotic and not fun for some people that really needed Amari, Uh still a pretty fun way to kick off week 17.
1: Definitely interesting because... I was thinking, you know, there's going to be some teams like I had a DK 555. that didn't get in and it was close to getting in. It needed a little more for my uke. Um, It eventually needed a lot more for my Yuke because this guy had a pretty good team um, that attacked on some points from Saquon Barkley and stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he had a mori and it's just like, all right, I need to kind of hit everything. But my team was like, I mean, it, kind of the, one of these Lions chalk teams with CD coming back on DK. Um, but, you know, it had a lot of really good scores and no massive, massive scores. And if you – not every team, this will be true, but if you have a, you know, a guy like Amari crushing in Week 16 with such a massive score, he's going to propel teams that have some holes. You know, just yep, some okay. of those teams will have holes. And so it's just kind of interesting um, – what the field looks like now that he had, he wasn't able to play uh, some of those teams will be fine. And some of those teams will be in a really bad way. So it's kind of interesting um, for that reason, especially since, you know, Ford went off and, and I would imagine Ford and Amari were, were somewhat paired. So, you know, like, I don't have Ford at best ball mania. There's probably more teams that have Ford and are feeling. Okay. Cause you can replace, I mean, Amari wasn't going to go for like 50 again and you could probably, you know, to get one, what 20, 23 point score twenty five point score? Uh, I think Ford had twenty five points. That's you feel good about that. If you said uh, Amari or Ford is going to get you twenty five points tonight, you would Absolutely. take that. Absolutely, I would take. Yeah, that. yeah. So on um, in Best Ball Mania, Jerome. This Ford tool is teams, so cool, by the way.
0: Fifty seven percent of Jerome Ford teams had Amari Cooper. You know, so whatever. The, the, Jerome Ford is definitely frequently paired with Amari with Amari Cooper, and so like you said. If you if you tell me I'm gonna to get to week 17 and one of Jerome Ford and Amari Cooper's gonna get zero but the other one's gonna get 25 or whatever like you said I'd be like okay yeah.
1: <laughs> okay sign me up and frankly Jerome you'd Ford... make that deal every if you said I have Goff and Gino if you said one of them will get zero one of them will 25 I say yes yeah you know you got a running back and because if everyone's getting 25 half your team's getting 25. You're, you're psyched. So,
0: and, and Ford is only, uh, where the hell is he on on here? What am I, let's do Jerome. There's too many Fords on here. Um, For some reason. Oh, here we go. And so Jerome Ford is only 7.6% owned in the final on underdog. And so sure, you know, half of those, whatever that adds up to, right. uh, We'll call it 30 uh, just for easy math. Right. So, so 16 or 17 of those teams, have Amari, but those 16 or 17 teams are like, yeah, I'll take the 7% dude with 20, with 25 at running as a cheap running back. So they got other elite guys to go around, right. That, that theoretically can come. Cause that's the other thing is like, um, we'll bounce around a little bit, but the, the Amari thing for for my best ball mania team personally was similar to George Pickens. Um, I have more confidence in Amari Cooper you know, having another good, good game this week, even in a tougher matchup just because of the Browns and his just kind of his archetype. But like George Pickens got me here. He has a much worse matchup this week against Seattle. I am not expecting anything from George Pickens, but get me there and then let's ping pong it over to somebody else who theoretically is then going to be lower owned. Right? So like I have the two Seattle wide receivers as an example, DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's like, Pickens got me here. Now let's pivot it over to Metcalf, who is 5% or something on here. Uh let me yeah, 5.3%. It's like, okay, yeah. That it, it it you don't want it. You never want your guy to not play, of course, especially a very chalky guy. But it's kind of like you'll take like you'll honestly you'll honestly take it. And you are probably like, I think what the the dream probably was for these people was like when you have Ford and Amari that Ford's the one that pops off, maybe Amari scores a touchdown. So like, ah, you know, maybe he'll count for me, but I don't want the other Amari teams of which there are hundreds to like totally go nuts. They might have Injoku too, you know, they might have whatever. I don't want it to go so nuts um, that it totally buries me. So it's just the, the chaos of week 17. Like we couldn't even get to Thursday, night, Thursday night football. We'll get to some of the guys that are missing and everything this week. We couldn't even get to Thursday night football without like, a kind of insane outcome already already has happened, sure. but also so, some some big scores that uh, a couple of which are going to be pretty tough to overcome.
1: Yeah, I think it's like a weird thing where, you know, if you told us, hey, man, um, Brees goes for 50. You want that? I'd be like, uh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. <laughs> but if you were like, hey, Pat, you can you're getting 50, where you want to put it. I'd be like, uh, let me find the very lowest owned guy I can. If you have to, you know, for me, I, when I look at my team, I'm like, really hope Kyron Williams goes off. Because Kyron Williams is only like seven percent owned in BBM. Six point eight
0: percent. Oh, yeah, I got that one memorized. That was the first thing I, <laughs> I went. I'm like, cause he's my guy. That's that's what I need. Me and you are on the same page. Yeah, it's Kyron, it's Kyron or bust for me to to
1: yep. do damage this week. And you know, that's it's realistic that he could have a really big game. So that's where, you know, that's where my eye is drawn. Um, You know, I've got Sean Tucker at at 1% too, but that's not, that's not going to do it. So, uh, you know, but you want, I think that huge game who has the huge, huge game to me, you know, how I would, how I would win would be Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, Kyron Williams. um, Though one of those guys, I've got, I've got like uh, chalky Laporta and Ferguson. It's better for me if Ferguson is the one who goes up. Yeah. But I'm like, give me a tight end score, please. I don't care. Mm-hmm. The Ch- I do not care. If Laporta wants to go for, for 25, then I would love I that's a great idea, actually. You should do that. Um, but like I'm not interested, you know, in, in getting too worked up there. It's more about you know, I think if if I get that low-owned Seattle stack to go off because I have Gino as well as Lockett and, and the JSN, um, even just a huge, huge score from Kyron would probably be like enough of a differentiator plus plus plenty of other things. But the Brees score is really nice because you're you're just going to need scores like that. Yep. Um, And yeah, he's not going to be like the absolute key because there's so many Brees teams and it's not a completely unmatchable score, but he already kind of did his, he like held up his end this week, it feels like.
0: Yeah, it's funny we were talking um before the show, like kind of like what this week is all about in terms of the sweat. You know, we draft all these teams all summer. They basically all go to shit. If you're lucky, you have a couple. If you're if you're super lucky, you even when you draft as much as you and you and I did. Like I have two, you had four, three, four that made I have finals. Five finals. Five. Yeah. yeah. So like when you draft one was even, the Pomeranian
1: too, so I didn't tweet it, but I do have a fifth. He,
0: he, he's a smart man. Um <laughs> he, he, I, I i would have loved to seen the response to millionaire pat corain tweeting out his palm to uh, i couldn't uh, I tweet it i
1: did t- i did tweet the chow chow and had anthony richardson on it you know that's fun
0: yes at least it's an interesting roster uh yeah. to look at but yeah we have to we do have to draw a line in terms of net worth <laughs> and the tournaments that you're allowed uh to tweet out I but
1: nonetheless, i think the it pays out okay i think it's like 20k because it's a pretty big final uh, Okay, well, so, you know, I know. so I, I, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad. I, I can't keep track of all the little
0: dogs ter- tournaments that are out there, you know, <laughs> Pomeranian, Chow Chow Poodle, you know, whatever. There's so many of them. I honestly can't, can't not keep track. But you do all this right. And we, we talk about it during the summer. And, you know, you and I have said it a ton of times that like your 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 entire year ends up coming down to one team. Like, you know, obviously for you last year, your entire year and your your life, you know, changed on on one individual. The only final I made last year. Yeah. You made one final. That team went nuts. One, you know, best ball mania. And that major year, obviously, like I said, made more than your year. But even for the people that don't like necessarily ship a tournament, it still all comes down to that. Whatever your best team is, good or bad, right? Your best team. Could end up last in best ball mania. Congratulations, here's your thousand bucks. If you maxed it, you lost money. You know, you lost money on the year, even though you made week 17. On the flip side, right, depending upon how well you do, is on that one team is the answer. But then we get to this point, and it's so funny like trying to explain to somebody else or going through the mental gymnastics of figuring out what you need slash want because it's absolutely what you said you're going through okay who are my low owned guys right my leverage my leverage spot so like for me again of course first thing I did what's Kyron's ownership what's Kyron's ownership he's on both of my two teams he projects as the second highest raw scoring running back behind Christian McCaffrey and I got him in the last round so clearly that's a huge valuable piece to have Then, like you said you go to BBM like oh baby <laughs> sub seven percent like yeah sign me up I'm cool with this of course, we flip over the cards on Thursday. You have a better best, you have a better version of the Kyron team than than I have. So I'm rooting for second. I'm rooting for second. I've <laughs> conceded. I've already conceded. But my <laughs> DraftKings Millie team, I'm like real excited about. Um, yeah. It actually it actually has Howell, and I was rooting for him to sit, which is uh, I- ironic. But I had Brees. And I have Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams. And so it's like, and then I don't have Sam Laporta. So I'm going to be rooting against Sam Laporta, even though he's on my BBM team. I have George Kittle. Right, so George Kittle is the tight end one. Those three running backs are are the, Kittle's the a very
1: player. fun piece to have. This one.
0: exactly, and then uh, why I was rooting for Brissett is I'm like, if McCaffrey and Kittle are going to be the stones, I probably need Brissett to be the quarterback on the other side. Yeah, I also have Jahan Dotson, and so you start telling yourself this story, right? About like, do I think Jahan Dotson is going to have <laughs> if a UND
1: big game? With Hal back. Oh,
0: baby. Hal comes back, throws four tutties to Jahan Dotson, and we bring home a million dollars. This will be the greatest show ever uh, <laughs> next, next season. But you start mapping it out right and like like i was saying with best ball mania i'm still gonna root for my team and i do have some crossover of course kyron right uh on, on both teams but you start to map out what you need and then like thursday night plays out and you're like shit you know like my bbm team no breeze no ford and joku's not a big deal but you know um i don't have cd lamb i have Amonra and laporta but not cd lamb you know and you, you just start to look at other people's teams and you have a little bit worse version of them that could mean, work out you-
1: for you though like cd lamb was a first round pick like it's not like it's. I've
0: waddled. It doesn't though.
1: feel good now. Yeah, yeah. Waddled.
0: So I probably need yeah. Metcalf. Metcalf would be my best chance to beat. Right. right um. I'm C.D. Right. Lamb, but what I thought was most interesting, that I kind of want to uh, see what you're how you're thinking about it right now, is really there were there's two types of teams in these finals. There is the CMC teams. Which maybe somebody snuck another guy through that went around, right? You just so happened. There's like, I'm um, like, Tyree kills 2% in the BBM finals, right? Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's mm-hmm. 1%. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's 1%. So there's a couple, a handful of all those teams, but Christian McCaffrey's got
1: a Jefferson team through, was, which would be so fun. Yeah, it's so fun.
0: Christian McCaffrey's 42%, <laughs> 2%, right? And then you flip to the one, two turn where CeeDee Lamb's 34% and Amon Ra's 35%. So basically, it's those two versus CMC. You can't have both. Mm-hmm. So, one of the builds is going to play out. I have the Amon Ra version, a worse version of the Amon Ra on in BBM. You have that in BBM as well, but you have the Amon Ra CD pairing and then on DraftKings I have the Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey version. And it's basically like this, you don't know how to feel because you can tell yourself like, "Oh my god, yes, I want Christian McCaffrey on that team." But if you have Christian McCaffrey, you don't have CD Lamb and Amon Ra St. Brown on Saturday, which looks really darn good you might not have laporta or whatever and so i just found this year it's been more individual players and not the first rounders that really dictated everything up until this point right remember and like fifth sixth round mark Andrews smashes fifth round cooper cup smashes whatever you know jalen hurts was a seventh round pick and smashes that stuff had dictated it before this year it's been so heavily there is of course some downstream stuff but it's like do you have the McCaffrey team or do you have the one, two turn team? And that dictates like the yeah. rest of your roster too.
1: Yeah. I know it, it is crazy. If you go back and look at these boards too, like which I've done for my BBM team, I, I went back and cause I have Keenan, you know, and that's a, that's a bummer. And I, I like Debo. I took a lot of Debo. Um, and, you know, I was generally kind of uh, like fading the, what well, I didn't, who's oh yeah well Mari. Mari is the guy that I wouldn't have con- been considering in the third round there so I would have been going Debo or Keenan Amari actually had already gone um in that draft and then uh Debo went the pick before so Keenan there I'm like there's no I'm just like yeah I, I don't I probably like take Keenan there now <laughs> just to get <laughs> just to get the team make sure the team gets through I took Brees in the fourth this was pretty late this was uh I think probably Brees was probably going more like the late fourth at this point, but, um, not when I was in the draft and, uh, <laughs> and so, cause this was a, I'm not sure of the date, but Cooper cup went in the late second. Um, uh, so definitely.
0: Yeah, for sure. August, September. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can go back and look at stuff and, and you can kind of, it's just sort of interesting to see like, you know, how all these decisions kind of, Kind of went, and what like some random person in the draft doing forces you to do, and you know this is a team that had Michael Pittman doesn't have Anthony Richardson. I probably set that up. I was probably hoping Anthony Richardson would come back to me. You know, I, this happened with my team that won. I like know for a fact I would have taken Trey Lance had he come back to me in that <laughs> draft. He didn't. Yep. He got sniped from me. You know. Um, and so sometimes like those snipes actually like save you. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like if you put me back in, in that, that night and Anthony Richardson falls and doing cartwheels to get him with Pittman um, yep. at a really nice price on both. I think I have Pittman in the early eighth and then I, and then I get like Richardson wow. late ninth. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. So, you know, it's just funny how like all this comes together. And then, yeah, we, we ultimately like, you're like, Oh, do I wish McCaffrey's on this team or do I wish it's like, well, you have no control though <laughs> like last night i was watching some of this free stuff and look i mean th- this is fun and i think it's fun it's 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 fun to to root for the teams and it's a big part of it for me why i do this but like i will say like when everything kind of ratchets up at this point and now there's like you're like literally one of 441 people who have a shot at 3 million dollars in this tournament you can start to can start to weigh on you a little <laughs> i i was watching the the Thursday night game from on the, on the ship cast, and you know Brees gets a handoff, and I just like kind of got the heart in the throat, of like okay, it's like come on, man. But like the thought crossed my mind, like you're watching this on your phone, you know your internet's not amazing, and like just like with the with like the time it takes for like its image to get to you, and then your brain is like this is like already happens, like whatever you're hoping for, like this the is next just- play. The next this place, is something that's happened. <laughs> so is, yeah,
0: it it really it really is great. But just while I'm thinking about it, what you said it's funny because, like you said, thinking through, you know, we try to control everything during the draft summer. You know, we want to go um, exploit some edge that we think exists or whatever. And like you said, at the end of the day, the draft is a is a peer to peer competition against eleven other people. And they all have their own ideas on what they want to do in that draft as well. And sometimes those things conflict. My Basketball mania team is, uh, it's eerily, our teams are eerily similar. Uh, mine is like mega, mega, mega zero RB. Antonio Gibson was my first running back selected to so kind of swap Brees and uh, another wide receiver versus a later running back for me. But it's really kind of the very similar. It was basically, I took Lamar as opposed to an early running back, you took an early running back and then um, another later wide receiver. But point being uh, my team also has the Seattle uh, double it's Metcalf and JSN, as opposed to Lockett and and JSN. But like you, I guarantee I I really liked Seattle this year, which has not been very good, but um, at least they stayed healthy. We're here, (laughs) man. Yeah, it's not good
1: until until
0: it it is, is, you know, exactly, exactly. George Pickens was a total epic disaster and he got me here. So what, what, you know, what, what can we do? But I guarantee even with Lamar after having set up the Seattle double, once we got to the 10th or 11th round, I probably star, you know, I starred Gino and was ready to take him as my, as my other quarterback. Like I had, I already had, I had both of them plus George, you know, George Pickens bring back in, in week 17, I had Lamar with Zay. I had Waddle. You know, I had everything kind of structured how I wanted it to be. I'm sure that like Antonio Gibson wasn't that big of a priority. I, would, I needed to take him over Geno Smith. I'm sure that I wanted Geno Smith and somebody else took him right. The locket team took him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what do you do? Just keep moving, dude. Keep trucking. We take, you know, we take Antonio Gibson. The next thing, Kenny Pickett is my quarterback too. He's been completely and utterly useless. I don't think I used to score, you know, all year and he's not playing now in the in the fantasy championships but the the downstream impacts of every rob and i were talking about this this butterfly effect of every draft you forget once we reach this point you're just like oh yeah i drafted this team i like those guys or or i see why i did that or whatever but you forget that like well yeah a lot of the times you didn't get every single player you wanted on on that team and you might have taken guys you don't necessarily love but the butterfly effect of it all ends up landing you here and so I, I try I do try to like keep reminding myself of that. It's like when I'm, like I said, I, I'm not very uh, hopeful. I am hopeful for my DK team. I'm not very hopeful for my uh, BBM team. But it's like, it it got you here. You sure as shit did not predict 36 George Pickens points last <laughs> last week. So why can't JSN score 25, right? Why can't Tyler Lockett score 25 this week? I like why not? Why can't they? um yeah. and who knows Th- right Amari scored 50 last week and then missed the chaos it never stops so I, like I do try to remind myself of that
1: it is funny that this I mean you know the the whole podluck thing is a different conversation but <laughs> it is funny like you know because there's you know kind of the everything is a conspiracy until it's proven not to be and then don't don't you know don't, don't don't bring up I said that because <laughs> I'm moving on, on to the next thing that's a conspiracy um <laughs> but you know the uh, the idea of like yeah, underdog made sure to put like all the teams they didn't want to advance with Amari Cooper. <laughs> that's how they did it. They knew like they, they knew how to do that because that's that that's what everyone thought was going to happen. You know, it's like uh, it's crazy. Like the the th- the things that we think are impossible are very very unlikely to happen, and then you immediately flip the brain like immediately flips to like. Yeah, obviously, Amari scored 50. Did you not see that? You didn't know that? Like, he scored 50. He's the guy you need. Like, it's, it goes from, why would I, oh, Amari, God, with Flacco? No, thanks. This, this game's going to be a dud. I have no interest. And then, boom, you know, that's the best, the best fourth round pick is now Amari Cooper. Like, even still, like, I think even him not playing, he was still probably the best, like, three, four. Round t- pick, especially if you pair him with Brees, right? That, that's like right. kind of the, the top combo right. now.
0: Brees Breeze tops him now, but you could have got them together. But
1: you could have got them both. Yeah. And you just pair them together and they get the week 17 correlation angle. And people did do that. So it's just like, it went from being this kind of like, yeah, you'd so much rather have Debo to like, actually, you'd just rather take the advance rate with yeah. Amari in week 16 now. Get um, your chip. Get your chip. And it took one pair, game. To move on. It took one game. So that you know in the same way that there are now the odds that they are the guys you and I are like please let it be jsn you know <laughs> probably it probably won't be but um there are those guys like they just are in the player pool and so it's 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 just a fun it's fun to dream on your teams right now because you're like maybe i'm sitting on the guy maybe i'm sitting on this week's arm and the the
0: thing that we were talking about before was
1: you, you everybody starts to do those
0: mental like that is And I tell people this all the time is like, I think everybody handles these situations differently, but like take a step back and think about this silly game that we play best ball, right? The contest open in late April, we draft them from late April to September. And we do all these different strategic things. We spend hours and hours and hours drafting. We spend hours consuming content or researching or whatever. And then like you get to this point, if you really enjoy it, it's like, Let your, like, let your brain go to that. Right. Like you said, like, what if this is the JSN week, right? What if this is whatever, what if this is the Amari Cooper week, whatever, because the whole like point of this is to enjoy it. Like there are people that are like, I'm just going to delete my, delete my app and like show up on Monday or whatever. I'm like, I mean, do whatever you, whatever makes you happy, but like, don't spend like you spend hundreds of hours drafting these teams and caring about this all summer, like enjoy the fruits of the labor. Like I'm sitting here right now, just like I'm sure you're doing with your best ball mania team thinking about like, Oh, baby, like we got that brief start. I only need this. And it is. That's what we were talking about before we went live. It is absurd. You tell yourselves these absurd things. Like I literally the other day was like, please, God, let Jacoby Brissett play because Jahan Dotson is my bring back to Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Right. And I spent all summer convincing everybody love, to draft. Dra- <laughs> right. I, all- <laughs> I spent all summer telling people to draft Sam Howell. <laughs> who's, who's who's on the team. Sam Howell is on the team, <laughs> and I'm pray- and I'm praying for this <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, which goes against my brand. This it has
1: against- to be because I took BL, right? This feels. 100%. I mean, I know we have no saying. control over any of this, but this feels like I must have had some it's- control over it. If you
0: would have never admitted to it, Howell would be playing right now. He'd get benched again at halftime, and it would all be over. <laughs> But it, because <laughs> this is all played out, this stupid story I'm telling myself, which sounds absurd, but also like you start to think about it and you're like, there are paths to this thing happening, right? Like your team, you have, you have Brees and you have Kyron. You're like, okay, just get my note. I got the Brees game. Now I just need the Kyron game.
1: I have Which this, has to be even bigger. Like I need yeah. I need a Kyron
0: we need the game. 30 plus. Right, right. Yeah. We need the we need him to separate, especially at his yeah, ownership. He right? separate, he's, yeah. he's 15% on DraftKings. He's you know sub-7% on underdog. You need him to be, you know, up. I don't know if he can match McCaffrey, but you know what I mean. He needs to have a bit the big game. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's what we were saying before. And then so I only need Kyron Williams to score 40 fantasy <laughs> points. No big deal. And yeah, and then the 49ers need to go hang 50. You know, this is me speaking. Right. And then the 49ers need to go hang 50. But it can't be to Debo, right? D- yeah, not, <laughs> no Debo. It's got to be yeah. CMC and Kittle. And then they're behind by so much that Jacoby Brissett, with a bad <laughs> hamstring, <laughs> throws two touchdowns to Jahan Dotson, who, by the way, has scored like three touchdowns all season. And he doesn't
1: tonight. have a connection. But... And,
0: and, <laughs> it, it, and uh, I literally wrote this in, uh, in a rotor Grinders thing today. You want to talk about just... Give it up. The people are probably just like, buddy, give it up with the Washington <laughs> shit. But I, I used the Jacoby Brissett efficiency stuff that you were talking about. Like, if yeah. we extrapolate, I did the bullshit. If we extrapolate game. it, if we extrapolate <laughs> in in just over a half, Jacoby Brissett has done blah 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 whatever. And then I did the, and Jacoby Brissett threw thirteen passes last week, and four of them went to Jahan Dotson, including an end zone target. Let's extrapolate that over a whole game. What does that look like? <laughs> you know but like that's where your mind goes and like it sounds stupid but that's also like the fun then you get to sunday go yeah go enjoy that that sweat we're all gonna root for it right and see what happens and then you know maybe you'll be rich maybe you won't you know only pat and a few other people have got to experience that but that's like that's i'm legitimately legitimately excited and you know, if I didn't have Brees, I probably wouldn't be as much. Um, but if I, like, if I had, you have a team with Brees
1: and Ford, there are other people out there with Brees and Ford. In a, in a yeah, in an eight-seat final, I have Brees and Ford. And yeah, McCaffrey which is. And JT. Which so I'm is. Like, one more score, baby.
0: Yeah, you only need one <laughs> score. You're probably not. I'm running gonna back. Sniff. And then
1: I need. Yeah. So
0: you're not even going to sniff JT. Like, JT's just chilling on the bench watching. The yeah, game. JT. You know,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, it's a, it's nice to have the out. Uh But. um but yeah, with McCaffrey there, you feel pretty good about getting two running back scores already. Um, um, what
0: what I wanted to ask you uh, just to kind of piggyback on some of this: what are some of the things that, while we're going through this, these stupid mental gymnastics? Was there anything that like stuck out to you as like, okay, some of the things we we did, uh, it, it could go right right or wrong or good or bad. The things that like we talked about over the summer, the things that you did over the summer, and you get to this point and you're like, that's why I did that. Right or yeah, one has jumped or, out in a big way. Yeah,
1: uh, I do want to say just on the sweating thing. Like, um, I just in case people are are curious, I was like watching Red Zone and stuff, and and you know when when I uh, on the week seventeen Sunday last year, and Eckler's running for for long touchdowns, and then I streamed the the late window, which was brutal because. Everything got like all the stuff I needed stopped happening as soon as we went on stream, and I was just like, (laughs) and Devontae Adams teams were catching me and everything, and then I didn't watch the the Ravens Steelers game Sunday night. I just didn't watch any of it, and I had a couple teams behind me that had Isaiah Likely. If he scores another, he's caught a touchdown right away, Um, and if he caught another touchdown, I would have I would have gone to second. and so there's like, a, and at the end, I think, I think Pickett was, you know, they were about to, he ended up throwing a touchdown. And if the touchdown, I think it'd gone to Pickens um, or Deontay Johnson, or, or maybe it was, it was, maybe it was Pickens and move, either one, I would have gotten past and it went to Najee. So <laughs> Najee saved me there. Shout out um,
0: Najee.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out Najee for the first time in my life. Uh <laughs> Uh, but that was so like, I just didn't, but I didn't that I saw that on the box score. You know, I was, I was doing the Sunday night recap pod that we, that I was doing for Roto world at the time. And I was just like, I'm not like, I kind of have to do this other thing, but I just like, I don't want to this. It's like the Ravens Steelers, like late December game. Like, good God, that's, <laughs> I can't, I can't sweat that. So I just did not And then you know, was going to, was going to be sweating the whole Monday night game live on air. So it was like the, there's a few, you know, I feel like I've done all of the, the sweat types. They're all, they're all valid. You, you do you. Yeah. Super um,
0: quick before you give your kind of, kind of takeaway my, it, so I did not win, <clears throat> but a similar experience to me when I didn't hold was, oh God, this is maybe four years ago, four or five years ago within the last, uh, however many years. Um, to I play a lot of DFS. I've been lucky enough to, to make it to a bunch of live finals. That's something that I enjoy kind of chasing the live finals. And I've been, um, fairly successful in the qualifiers. And this was the DraftKings NFL live final in Miami. Like I said, four or five years ago, something like that. And, uh, I, uh, stat, the only guys I had were in the early window and there, this was, so this might've been more than five years ago because I'm remembering, um, remember Jalen Samuels when he was on the Steelers. Yeah. This was a yeah. time when um, Le- Le'Veon Bell was out and uh, Jalen Samuels was, you know, 4K or whatever, the cheap, uh, got cheap chalk de jour. And I faded him, like I faded him. And I, I was, so after the early window, I was in first. My wife didn't come down to like the second half to start watching because she hates to, she doesn't want to know. Like she she doesn't want to know. And if if you've ever been to a live final, you know, they got leaderboards everywhere that are updating in real time. So there's no way to avoid knowing how you're doing. Uh, My defense got a pick six on the opening, like the opening, like drive play, whatever. Like everything went just about perfect, um, but just didn't get quite enough. And so I pretty much was for sure going to fall several spots. But we're in Mm -hmm. Miami. And instead of hanging out, you know, in all inclusive, great food and everything that they have there, we were like, let's just like go to the beach. <laughs> like, let, let's just go walk down to the beach. We went down to the beach. We end up like shooting the shit, having a drink with some random locals. And they're, you know, they're, what do you, like, so what are you doing here? I'm like, well, that's a long, like, that's a long story. How do I explain? I'm currently winning $2 million um, in a fantasy football contest, but I don't want to watch me. I don't want to watch my... <laughs> you know, my money go down. So we're out here drinking, you know, we're out here having a, uh, you know, uh, Red Bull vodka with you buddy on that random, <laughs> r- random dude on the beach in Miami. We're going to hang out with you. But so like you said, it, it's all, it's all totally viable, but, um, I think it's, it's like the fun, but the fun, like the fun of it, like I watched all my players yeah. and then once it got to the point where it was not going to be good for my mental health to yeah, stay do in there,
1: fun. Yeah, exactly, and that 100%. might change over time.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Um, yeah. What so? What I the one thing that I feel really good about is, and we kind of talked about the the rookies. So the thing I don't feel as good about, and we talked about this last time, was like, um, you know, second year breakouts versus rookies. I I want to like bring those rookies up even more in my in in my late round strategy specifically to really try to attack these. Uh, Week 15, 16, 17 weeks that are just, you know, we just see how crazy, crazy important they are. And so many people, um, you know, that that we really respect in the space got a ton of teams through to the semis. And like you could, you know, it would be kind of interesting to actually look at like how many teams were in the semis versus like and then like what um, the advance rate would have had to be for for like cumulatively like that number of uh, that okay. that average team to the to the semifinals, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, with the point being there that like, I think that there are some levers we can pull, you know, and they're going to be volatile levers, but there there are levers that we can pull to help get us through the pods. Um, and it's a random it's a random experience, and it can be a very frustrating experience. But I do think there's things we can do to help us actually advance through week 15 and 16 and get to the final. And show up with guys that we're excited about, and the poster boy for that has to be Kyron Williams. Um, I think you know Puka Nakua would be the other poster boy, but he fits more with the the rookies over sophomores type thing. But Kyron is is a guy that um, it's sort of a, a thing I talked about early in the summer of um, when I'm looking at running backs. I'm going to try to to take less of the random dark throw running backs early in the summer because I want to, I basically was, I was going to be looking more for some of the rookies like Josh Downs, who I was a bit more into, I mixed in some Tank Dell, whiffed on Puka, that one hurts. Um, but the other guys that I was looking at was like Darius Slayton types, like dudes who I felt like we're going to run routes and you know could kind of get there on a play and you know it's funny that he actually he did. got some teams through <laughs> yeah so yeah. he's he i think he was a viable way to play this now after this year i feel like that archetype the zay jones darius slayton archetype is probably the weakest of these but i think that if you're gonna do the zay jones from 2022 darius slayton this year which it It felt really gross, but it worked, and it, you know, he he was running because here's the thing: he was running a bunch of routes at the end of the year, and he can make some big plays. And that, and if he does it, yeah, then boom, it's huge. It's so huge to get to get even like one long touchdown in these weeks, like you know, because you're going to have a bunch of guys who are who are scoring well to put you in contention, but then to boom, you get like an extra Mm -hmm. double digit score hitting your lineup. It's really important. But I wanted to be taking those guys more in the early summer. And then in the late summer, I wanted to flip it and start really attacking the late-round running backs because I was going to have more certainty on who they were. And I was going to be putting myself in a situation where if I was right, not only was I getting uh, some some points that you know are really important for that lineup, but I was going to show up to pods – where that guy, even if he had a really good year, was probably not all that high owned because he wouldn't have been drafted early in the summer because people didn't know he was that right guy. And it's not just that like with Kyron Williams, people weren't, it wasn't so much that they didn't think he was the number two in, in LA. It was just that they didn't really care and they weren't <laughs> sure, like, what's the, why would I take Kyron over any of these other random number twos? Like, what's the yeah. difference? Right. Malik Davis. And Malik <laughs> Davis, Exactly. And so, but it became clear by the end of the summer that there was quite a big difference. And I think everyone felt that way at the very end, you know, that yeah. it was pretty clear to everyone that Kyron was, but I think the thing to so it's not so much spotting Chiron as when you've spotted a Chiron, you hammer it. And, uh, and I think I've I've talked about how I wish I hammered it more, but that's more of a Chiron-specific thing, I think. Like I, I think I did do a, a decent job of shifting my approach from early summer to late summer where I was like, I don't have much Ty Chandler, but I did take Ty Chandler some at the very end when I was like, okay, but he is the number two. I do feel confident about that. I didn't take yep. Samir white much. I took him a little bit at the end, you know, where I'm like, I don't feel like wasting a spot on Samir white who like didn't get any run as a rookie when I'm not even hundred percent sure he's the number two. <laughs> but if I know that, okay, he is looking pretty clearly like the number two there then, you know, now is the time to actually leverage that information where, you know, uh, it wouldn't be white so much, but like, uh, you know, like the Bengals situation kind of mm-hmm. ended up being wrong there, but like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, it now was it's,
0: Travion. It actually became Travion. It became
1: Travion. Yeah. Which I never really took that much of Travion because I felt like we were never that sure. But actually, Kyron again is probably the best example here, where it's like not only are you getting Kyron, but you're probably gonna find your you're just as likely to find yourself with like a Zach Evans team uh, going against you as uh, as a Kyron Williams team in like a week fifteen pod. So to to flip over the cards and actually see that Kyron is seven percent in the Best Bowl Mania final, I think is very clearly because. He wasn't drafted a bunch in early drafts, you know. It has nothing to do with how he was. He had a great season. He was pretty good in the playoffs. Like it's just because he was wasn't drafted a lot. I think the power of those late round running backs in the late months, August and September, really underlined this year in part because we had a Kyron. But but Ty Chandler, you know, was basically nothing. And then he's so powerful in getting you through Week 15, um, and you know could be powerful in Week 17 too. We'll see Jerome Ford who was one of the clearest, this yep. guy's definitely the number two guys that we had all summer, and his price never rose. I got him in the 18th round of this this Bulldog 2 that I'm talking about. I got him with my last pick. And his value actually fell a little bit at the end because he was like a little banged up. But that wasn't mm. the, the – who cares if he's a little banged up? He's the number two. You know, it's not – this value is at the end of the season. So it was a little silly. Anyway, I think that that part that, – that I want to – lean into it because I feel even more confident that it's a really good strategy. But we talk a lot about super teams in the early months. And you can build super teams in the early months. That's one of the reasons to draft in the early months of Best Ball Mania. But you can also build kind of a different type of super team if you attack these players that the field the early field was getting wrong. So any backfields where we've actually had a shift and it's like, actually, it's not Zach Evans, it's Kyron. Then like, we hammer Kyron, right? And it's not because Kyron turns into like a 20 points per game superstar. I mean, that was super unlikely. It's because it's more like, well, what if he gets us a Jerome Ford type spike week in the, in the fancy playoffs?
0: Uh, you absolutely nailed it. And I'm sure people that listen, you know, subscribe to the spike week YouTube or, <clears throat> are certainly sick of listening to me and Rob uh, talk ab- about Kyron, but it, like you've said it a couple different times, it's actually not about Kyron. Like the, the outcome is amazing. It's everything you could possibly dream of when you draft a player like him. But it's entirely about the process that you completely just outlined in that that was I made lots of mistakes this summer. I have tons of things I wish I, I changed. But when you capitalize on advantageous situations, Kyron being, in my opinion, even more so than Puka, a, a, and I'm not trying to, throw shade at puka i mean i mean i wish he was on all my teams too but when you capitalize on something and you get the ceiling outcome you do need to use it as kind of that example of here's what can happen right all the people that were taking four and five tight ends because the tight ends were the safe picks back there were foregoing this kind of tournament winning Right. Ty Chandler could be that example. Zamir White could be that doesn't look like Josh Jacobs is going to play. You know, that could be that example as well for certainty and safety. And as you outlined, there might be a time for that. Right. Like you said, in May or whatever, when we don't really know, like a Kyron ended up it somehow became one of my highest owned players. even though I only drafted 13 percent of Kyron on underdog. Uh, I just so had happened to, I was mostly drafting underdog early in the summer. And then I really hammered DraftKings and drafters at the end where he was my highest owned player. And like I said, it feels great when that hits, like it look, you, you look smarter, right? It's fun to victory lap that, but it's actually not about the result for Kyron. It's about the process that you, you just outlined. And I would add to it, you, you kind of insinuated it, but a big reason as to why I thought we, we just have to, take him in like every draft is because we talk about that, like uniqueness lever, you know, and people hate that. Right. And I get it. Cause it's a kind of an abstract idea. And 99% of the times it, it's absolutely useless, but you see again, everything that you outlined being true about Kyron, but also the uniqueness angle where he was drafted. We have the data hacker sent it to me the other, the other day in 20%. Of best ball mania drafts, Kyron Williams was only 20% of the drafts, even had Kyron Williams. So he's so lowly drafted that no matter what he, I mean, he would, if he did what Christian McCaffrey's doing, it's something different, but almost no matter what he does, he can't be so overrepresented in the fantasy playoffs. And then if you get the run out like we just got, he missed some time during the season. And in the fantasy playoffs, he's been good, but not like legendary. You show up to the best ball mania finals with six percent owned Kyron Williams, who projects for the second most like this. I, I, I'm not making that up. He projects for the second most raw point of any running back that's playing this week. Now, I know Br- he's gonna have to beat Brees and Jerome, Jerome Ford, and he's probably right, not anymore, but yeah. you know, he,
1: pro- yeah, he yeah, he projects well,
0: he projects awesome. And to have that piece that is only six percent, despite the fact that he was a stone cold league winner is so powerful. And so we we get really bogged down in the player takes and even you know the strategy takes and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, if we can combine that element of properly handling our drafts at based on the timing of the summer and most importantly, the information that we have. But then once we gather the information and you look at what's happened over the course of the whole summer, right? Because the contests are 50%, 75%, 90% full. By the time we've actually gathered that information, whatever drafts you have left at that point, the edges aren't just in individual player takes. I didn't fucking know that Kyron Williams was going to be this dude. Nobody. Sean McVay. No didn't know. Sean, Me- no Sean McVay yeah. loves the shit out of Kyron Williams. That's why Cam Akers is gone, but I'm not sure he knew that this, I mean, this dude is good. Like he's legit. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you want to know, like, you want to know, I know ball. I know ball and Kyron Williams can fucking ball. Like, I know he runs a four seven but he's good at everything else. Like he's really, really good. We didn't we didn't see that coming, and I liked him. I have a every every few days now, but occasionally I have a Kyron Williams. Th- I liked you know me. I liked some college football. I like to get into some of that. I have a Kyron Williams thread from when he came out of Notre Dame. That was like I think he's a. I was taking him in like the twelfth round of big board drafts. I liked team.
1: watching him. Yeah, I I took him in some. I probably have him on like some old Dynasty Best Ball type things yep. where like you know they're like deep enough. Where you're like I'll keep him around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like yeah just from when he came out because he was interesting he was very productive and i kind of like the way he run you know he kind of had like a he, he he was like one of these dudes with like real big butt and like he was like he kind of got up to speed quick and you're like oh this you kind of like almost like um like a zach stacy you know that's a, good that's a great yeah that kind of you are know, like this guy's also hey, a ram
0: former ram. also a
1: ram yeah maybe that's why i came to mind but he's like you know, kind of got little, little squatter, you know, a little shorter mm-hmm. guy, but he's not, and not definitely did not have the top end speed. You could see that even in at Notre Dame, he didn't have the top end speed. But. No, he had
0: a, like a 90 yard touchdown run that you're just watching it. And you're like, are you going to get to the end zone? Like, I, I forget who, who they were playing, but it was a sick run. He like, you know, made a bunch of dudes miss reverse fields, went down the sideline, but you're just yeah. like, I think that's a D end. That's going to catch you, buddy. Like you, you yeah, got to yeah. start running. He doesn't have that, but, it's another thing as to why you just, everybody wants to make things binary and why I like this specific example is because it's not about the talent eval only about Kyron, which talent eval is very important, right? Why why was Breeze such a home run is because you and others have evaluated. He's just really freaking good at the game and talent can win out.
1: Right. And because Kyron- he had a clean ACL tear, which a lot of the, the, the doctors, you know, Jeff Mueller, uh, uh, or is it Mueller? I apologize. Um, Edwin Porras, they they both and, and several others were like begging people to listen to, that this was a, that this was different than the Javante injury that it was a clean ACL tear that you know his his timeline for get back to 100% was fairly early in the season week 5 or week 6 um, i don't know they, this it, was, it wasn't just a t- talent evaluation i think i like i was we were we were lucky to have experts in the space who were pointing us in the right direction on this.
0: Good, good, good point. And it was a situational thing with Brees. It never made sense. His price never made sense, but I don't want to make, we talk, <laughs> I'm sure they've listened to you talk about Brees. I'm sure you fought the Brees wars. Uh, no one's heard me uh, talk about uh,
1: Brees. I don't know what you mean. Yeah,
0: exactly. Just like no one's <laughs> heard me talk about Kyron um, or Sam Howell, but it, it's like such a perfect encapsulation of you outlined a bunch of different things that were like, Here's X, Y, Z. How we got to this this player, and you also need to remember not to get stuck in your ways from early in the summer. That was like in draft in against May. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that over the course of the summer too. It was like, look, it is okay to have drafted. I did this in a a failed example of kind of the Chiron thing that I'll, I'll touch on quickly. I believed, you, you know, obviously, I believe Washington was a big edge, obviously Howell, but the whole. I mean, I have. I have John Dotson in the final. Why? Because I drafted a shitload. Yeah. There's only one way to get John Dotson in the final. <laughs> yeah. And to draft just, him a lot. just being on a lot of your teams. Yeah. It's not, because, <laughs> it's not because he's any good. But I was overweight. I am I would almost guarantee I'm the only person in the entire fucking best ball space that was overweight, both Logan Thomas and Cole Turner. Right. Mm. Because I I, I believed. Because there's a right answer here i believe i i believe wa- a washington tight end should not yeah. be going undrafted who and whoever it is is going to be the man that he's going to run the routes i don't really know who it is early in the summer i believed it was Logan thomas that ended up kind of you know being correct he still kind of sucked but it, whatever he it last round pick he was fine i pivoted Logan got banked up in the summer and i start to think about it and you're like second you know in the, 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 Fucking stupid second year, second year player, Cole Turner. Uh, second year player, talented receiver, kind of intriguing prospect profile. Big, fast. He was basically a receiver in college. Eric Bieniemy is there now. He's getting the run with the ones in camp with Logan out, and you're like, maybe this guy's the guy. And so, similar to Kyron, this is what Cole Turner is on. For full disclosure, he's on my best ball mania finals team. Cole Turner is. But so uh, there's three other what, – th- what psychopaths out there were also drafting Cole Turner and got him to the finals? Because there's three more teams besides me that have Cole <laughs> Turner on him. And I was like, let me at least be the only one if Cole Turner scores two touchdowns. I mean, he's not even going to be active. But like le- if something were to happen, let me at That's least take hurt. this victory lap. And three other assholes out there have, co- have Cole Turner. But Cole Turner actually to me was another thing that I was willing – like Kyron I wasn't taking Kyron in May because I didn't really know I didn't have the information but then we got to August and September and I was like shit dude I think Cole Turner might be the starting tight end for Washington and I obviously love Washington so I should probably invest in a tight end who was never drafted all summer and has upside of you know real upside as the tight end in this new fun offense blah 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 so I started to press that and to get overweight on Cole Turner he obviously failed spectacularly but i still feel good about that process because it's kind of like we talked about your know, you've said i love this phrase that you used the that adam thielen was the tax we pay we, we pay for mm-hmm. the way that we play this game like cole turner was one of the taxes i paid because of the way i play this but it got me kyron so nothing else mad like yeah. it, it yeah. like I, I was gonna lose a lot of teams anyway it sucks that cole turner didn't hit but the way we play the game the way we got to it gets you on Kyron it could have yeah. It didn't get me it could have got you on Puka it could have got you on more Ty Chandler it could have got you on guys who if you have right now you're like so live to win three million dollars or a million dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars and like you have to be willing to pay that tax and, and stick to that process and understand they're not all going to hit but when they hit it's a fucking grand slam every time
1: Jake Ferguson is an interesting one in that, because he he went up in price, but you know I think appropriately so, and he's a guy that early drafters were. Do I take Schoonmacher? Do I take Ferguson? I don't know. Do I maybe I just don't take anybody? And you know, identifying those spots. So it doesn't have to be at running back, but it probably should be. I would say a running back or tight end. Maybe weirdly a quarterback. Like maybe if there was an exciting mm-hmm. like if we had a Justin Herbert member. He didn't start his rookie year, and then. He yep. comes in because Tyrod Taylor, the doctor, injects a, <laughs> uh, a shot into his lungs. Remember, it is craziness.
0: And and now Tyrod's one of the healthy quarterbacks. Nobody's healthy at quarterback. Tyrod had <laughs> guys injecting him with needles and injuring yeah, him got for the, the Chargers. Season. <laughs> what a mess!
1: It's, I know, unbelievable. So we get Justin Herbert, but we probably wouldn't have gotten him. But like and in an alternate universe where Justin Herbert, where the you know the doctor screws up, <laughs> screws over Tyrod Taylor a little <laughs> earlier. You know, then we would want to take Justin Herbert really aggressively in those in those last drafts because it's like, hey, this rookie quarterback's gonna start all year and he's like a big guy and he can run a little bit and he's got a big arm and who knows, you know, and he's and he's gonna start all year is the is the and he was not drafted all year, like appropriately not drafted. So if we Definitely. get a spot like that again, we would want to attack it really aggressively. Um, the Kyron thing, you know, you you mentioned what his he was drafted in 20% of drafts and he is 7% represented in the final. Well, seven over 20 is 35. So that's, that's one of the chalkiest players in the entire final. Right. If, if you think about um, what CD yeah. lamb, you know, CD lambs at 33%. So he, but he was drafted hundred percent of the time. So he, his rate of drafted being drafted to getting a team to the final is actually lower than Kyron Williams. It's just that Kyron Williams was only wasn't drafted in 80% of drafts. And so he wasn't available to get any team to the final. Um, So, you know, in a sense, Kyron Williams is massive chalk, but he isn't because he didn't get drafted 80% of the time. And so now we get a huge chalk piece at low ownership, if that makes sense. So it's, that's, that's the advantage of, of drafting these players who weren't drafted in the, in the entire tournament. And, just being like more, I think it's almost it's like hard to overstate how aggressive we want to be on those players where you really feel like you have the information. So I think that the tricky part about late round picks is that when you think about how do I advance through a 16-team final, or sorry, 16-team uh, single elimination round in week 15 and again in week 16, and then how do I win a really big final, 400-plus people in week 17? One of the easiest paths is to get Big scores out of your out of your last round picks, or at least scores that hit your lineup. Cause it's gonna be hard to get a fully healthy team through. It's gonna be hard to have all of your studs hit in the same week. So to get that is is massive. But then okay, you can then get yourself in a lot of trouble, I think. If early in the summer you're like, I know I need to hit home runs with my last round pick. So I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna take Zach Evans. He's he's an exciting young rookie, he's gonna crush. I'm gonna take Chase Brown. I'm gonna take all of these extra, all of these dart throw rookies. They're all gonna hit simultaneously for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit like five home runs on total dart throws. Like, I doubt it, man. I bet, yeah. I, I bet you're, you could maybe get one of those if you feel really strongly about him, him having the role. But like, the home runs didn't come from the player archetypes that we thought at that point <laughs> because we have at that point of the draft, like we have such like a low correlation between like what we think about their talent versus what their talent actually is. Cause they probably have some pretty big red flags and like, which of the red flags matter and which don't like, we probably don't know, you know, like Kyron, my guess is that Kyron is like, a super hard worker and a really good teammate and the coaches love them. Like, I don't great know that, pass but
0: block, great pass blocker, like great all pass that, blocker. Like, that's why yeah. I, not, not to, not to uh, it, interrupt you, but like those little things that I'm not saying you or I, or even people listening, to this take for granted, but the market definitely takes for granted. Cause you're like, like Zach Evans, number one, running back recruit out of high school. Like I know his odd career, but like of really efficient in college, You like you said, rookie, like that, those kinds of things. You're like, big fast strong big time recruit like yeah sign me up Kyron ran a 4840, didn't play as a rookie you're like no no but like you said others the other skills end up being the ones that that matter and, to the coaches
1: yeah and those shine through in that like consistent reports that this guy's gonna play beat writers just insisting that this guy has a role coach talking him up all summer and so when was I saying I should have taking even more Kyron at the end of the summer when I had all that information, I don't yep. actually wish I took more may Kyron. I, I don't want to try to find may Kyron. I don't think I'm going to, I want to try to find may Puka. I want to try to find June Puka. That's, that's the thing I think, think I whipped on. I took too much Devonte Parker. I took too much Darius Slayton, too much of those guys. Like where I was, I capitulated a little bit too much in the early months and, and, and tried to hit too many singles as opposed. Cause I was like, I don't think I can hit the running back home runs. And I, Still don't really think I can, but I think I can probably hit some more wide receiver home runs. And again, I probably not fucking probably isn't a puka in next year's class, but maybe there's a Josh downs and yeah. a Josh downs is still, maybe there's a Jaden Reed, you know, who, who's healthy tank. in the final weeks, tank you know, Del, yep. a tank Dell, like, and, and yeah, the health goes against you there, but like those process wise are clearly smashes. And we had a comment last week saying, "You think Tank tells a good pick? He got hurt." Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> that's how you're gonna play. You don't don't take the guys that are gonna get hurt
0: in Week 16.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, I think process wise, obviously, obviously, those are the guys that we want to be looking for in the, in future, right? And so uh, that's that's something I want to be more aggressive on in trying to find because it's sort of like. The thing that I think all of these archetypes have in common is like they're gonna play, and then it's just making sure it's like they're gonna play, but when. And the rookie wide receivers and those handcuffed running backs, the when is more likely to be at the very end of the season when it matters mm-hmm. so 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 much more. And that's really when you like your early round picks are to advance your your teams, and your late round picks are to win you all the money. is one yep. is one way to think about it. And to win you all the money, they need to be playing at the very end. And so your Devontae Parker is actually the least likely of those three by a a wide margin to be playing at the very, very end of the season because he stinks. So, you know, I'm open to taking some more of the Slayton, Devontae Parker types in the early drafts next year. The Robert Woods is, right? I mean, Robert Woods got like the – it's like the most beautiful run out. Like his quarterback's amazing and all the wide receivers get hurt. And I can (laughs) – I could give a shit about like if I had Robert Woods on a final scene, which I don't, because isn't done anything all season. But if I did, I'd be like, don't care. Like, there's no like he's useless. So you know that's the that's the risk of trying to hit the single is that you you might just you know ground out uh, yeah. with Robert Woods. But I, I think it's there's bunting. some value to it. It's just it, it, if this were Moneyball, it's bunting. They never bunt. It's
0: bunting. It yeah, yeah. You, you, you ne- never ever 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 bunt. Doesn't
1: I think bun- you can you can bunt you can bunt with. Just don't bunt as much as I bunted in June <laughs> this year. I bunted way too much. I tweeted about Robert Woods. That's don't, don't bunting, tweet about bunting. If yeah,
0: yeah, don't tweet. That's like don't tweet your Palm Two uh, Finals yeah. team. Don't tweet your bunts. Uh,
1: See, I learned.
0: You. I learned. I learned.
1: I tweeted about Robert Woods, and then I quietly advanced <laughs> in the Palm Two. Okay, I'm growing. You better
0: be Billy fucking <laughs> Hamilton if you're. You know, Dion Sanders. If you're going to bunt, you better be Dion. Run a four-two. <laughs> Forty. If you're gonna, not, don't. this don't, is not the Deion
1: Sanders of bunts.
0: Yeah, don't, this is Robert Woods coming up an ACL. Don't be David Ortiz and bunt and tweet about it. Like, let's just <laughs> the, the, just say that. But um, uh, I, I'm I'm going to use one of our fun catchphrases at, to start to wrap up. Uh, but I, I'm actually Wait, being serious because we, we both have to we both have to get out of here. But um, so we got a billion games over the course of this weekend, the Super Bowl of the best ball season is uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night for anyone that doesn't know, maybe isn't following super duper closely. Hey, uh, I'll put a link <clears throat> to the the tournament database that we're putting together, which has uh, all the ownership from the tournaments that we have thus far. It, of course has the two big ones, best ball mania and the DraftKings. Millie maker. You can see every player's individual ownership. You can search for players and see how owned other players are with them. You can see quarterback stacks and all sorts of fun stuff. Just check it out. Yeah. I, I, it's stayed open on my screen (laughs) over, over here next to me since we uh, launched it, it is, it is very fun. Um, But if you've taken a look at that, even without like looking through your pods, you probably could have figured it out looking through your pods Um, outside of Amari Cooper and outside of Christian McCaffrey, Basically, every chalk piece is in the Lions-Cowboys game tomorrow, much more so on the Lions side. But CeeDee Lamb uh, is also kind of involved in that. And so um, I just wanted to see what you're – you have CeeDee and Amon Ra. I have Amon Ra and Laporta. I think you have uh, several different pieces in in that game. I have both sides of this coin where I have that super duper chalk game, but I do, of course, have some pieces that I'm excited about that are lower owned. I'm actually really excited for Lamar. I know that the quarterback's probably not going to win me everything, but like I don't know, four percent Lamar versus thirty-five percent Jared Goff feels feels totally fine heading into a finals weekend. But on DraftKings, I don't have a single person in the lions Cowboys game. So I may pull a U and not watch, uh, I'll I'll get somebody to record, you know, like a fucking baseball podcast with me or something during that time. I don't want to, I don't think I want to sweat that one out, but it's the super bowl for everybody that's here, whether you have guys in that game or not. And then we have, you know, obviously a billion games on Sunday. How, just like, how are you kind of processing? What are your expectations for the weekend Um, Of course, anybody can fail and anybody and anybody can pop off. But, you know, you do the walkthrough every week and obviously analyze this game week to week. What are your kind of expectations, you know, for the weekend, uh, specifically as it's framed towards some of the best ball ownership?
1: Yeah, I mean, so just just as a little aside, I'm uh, I'm actually going to a concert tomorrow. And uh, oh, gosh, uh, Brittany has a bunch of a bunch of her family in town and we're going to the show with some friends and, and uh, her sister and and brother and uh, cousin are all visiting and stuff. And so we're like all going to be at the show. And I was like, Oh, that's fine because um, you know, it's a show. And so it'll be late and football starts early in California, you know? And so I'm like, this is fine, you know? And so turns out the shows are like four. (laughs) So it's like like literally, literally. Yeah. Yeah uh as as the game's starting so i i don't know man but i think i'm gonna be watching on my phone if i've got service i think i'm i think i like it's the it's the game like all my players are in like and it's the first (laughs) game when like if things if good things happen i can like really start to dream and if bad things happen i can tell myself a geno story like yeah i just kind of want to know what's going on as it happens so i think i'm gonna have my phone out for that um (laughs) but we'll see because i don't want to like I also like socially I have to like weigh how much I can I'm gonna have to feel it out like how much can I get away
0: with having my phone out for sure. (laughs)
1: Every everybody else is
0: everybody else has their phone. (laughs) Do this actually. You know, people put their phone up with the the flashlight (laughs) and stuff to do that. You just have the the whatever ESPN
1: broadcast.
0: (laughs) 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 That's really good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> everybody yeah.
0: else has flashlights Karin's got Jared Goff throwing to Sam Laporta on it. let's screen. go dude let's <laughs> go that's
1: what I want to see <laughs> um, I'm hoping for actually Goff to Laporta when I look at that that game and Aminra I mean I think you know you tell that my analysis of that game may have been slightly skewed by my need of <laughs> of, of those guys specifically but I'm like hey man he's got to get the ball out quick that's good for Laporta and Amon um you know, so I think they're set up pretty well. I think CD's set up amazingly well. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping for one of the two tight ends. I need one of the two. If, like, one of those two tight ends goes nuts, then I'm feeling really, really good. And I almost, like, don't care. Like it would be nice if Laporta also brought along Goff, if he's the one who goes nuts. But, like, if I just get one amazing tight end score that out of that game, then I think I'm pretty happy. It's obviously yeah. been then it's like gino or bust for me but that's i think that's an okay place to be in because it's he's he's not high owned in the final it's and fine. i have him and double stacked with yeah
0: you and you also have outs to just quarterback not
1: not being i don't want to say not
0: mattering but like gino gets you 25 the highest scores 28 who gives
1: a shit? right right so yeah i have i have montgomery and so he's leverage. but i was looking at your tool and he's like not he's like tied to a lot of off teams and stuff so that's the problem with that game i would love to i i think that the leverage is like
0: just shitty pieces that you just like don't really really yeah. want honestly um michael Gallup and stuff like that it's because right. everybody for whatever you know i mean I we have I the have perfect one, it's the it's the perfect good luck it's the perfect uh <laughs> like a uh, combination of like both of these teams smashed the whole season like they were two of the best offenses at the best prices uh and a lot of them happen right, CD and Amonra lined up, you know, other than Tony Pollard, basically, everybody on both these teams has been reasonably good um at, at varying levels. And so it's just like this that everything all came together for them to be all chalked together, you know, which is yeah. like unfortunate yeah. for the week 17 thing, but also kind of fortunate because it's the best game. <laughs> it's the best game. I know it, it is interesting. Yeah.
1: I feel a lot better about it having the Brees score. Not that Brees is like Brees didn't get to like oh you got to have Brees like you the winner may or may not have Brees but they certainly yeah. could have Brees, um and Easily. so you feel much better I think about a chalk game going off if you have I mean Brees is also chalk but it's like at least <laughs> I'm in a good spot where one of my important players had a good game, um I think it just all it comes down to this team comes down ultimately you know so many things have to go right but. How do Kyron Williams and Michael Pittman do? I think is uh oh, and the two what in the two Seattle wide receivers, Lockett and, and JSN. Um, but like if the Detroit game goes off and you know, the the Pittman, the JSN, Lockett, and um got Gall- or not Gallup, um Kyron pieces don't go off, then it doesn't, you know, it'll be someone else with the the chalks uh stack, not me.
0: Yeah, that's that's always the the difficult thing to try to, you know, as as everything. And I got to stop using this phrase, but that that needle you're trying to thread is it's tough. And that's just how it is in, in week 17. Right. I will just add for me as someone um, ultimately, like if you're out there and you're like me, you don't have that game. Like I said, my DraftKings team, which is the one I'm very much so most excited about, doesn't have a single player in that game. Um, which both is very fun and very terrible. Like, I mean, it's fun because I know everybody else has it. And so, other, like, I'm also not a fool to think, like, other people aren't going to get good. Big, like, big games are coming from from that game. It's just, like, a, a certainty. But it's so long as it doesn't, like, everybody doesn't come along for the ride, right? You know, like, th- th- I have outs to win so long as, like, it's not golf for 35 and Amon Ra for 35 and Laporte. I have that right game stacked
1: up like a ton of ways I do have Gallup on the team I just checked so I've CD Gallup <laughs> Ferguson, Goff Montgomery uh and um, Amon Ron Laporta and I'm I'm nervous about not having Dak Yeah exactly i I'm it, like oh no what if it goes Dak off projects, too much Yeah Dak's in
0: a better spot and projects better He's than in Goff, a better spot. Right? Yeah. yeah exactly and CD you're yeah that's the, my biggest out of anything on the week the, like, Look, I, I, the Lions are mega, mega chalk, and, and someone is going to have a big game, if not multiple. I'm certainly terrified of of not having that. My biggest fear of the whole weekend is I don't have CD Lamb. Easily the biggest fear uh, of the whole weekend. So if you're out there and you're like me and you don't have CD Lamb, we're going to be holding hands together tomorrow and pray praying or me holding our phone up like grain <laughs> and praying to the best ball gods that uh, CD like, dude, I don't care. have, he's going to have a good game. Just no 40 balls, please. <laughs> just, yeah. Like 25. It's fine. The 40, uh, not, not so good. Um, I'll just run super duper quickly for, for the folks and then we'll get out of here. Cause I know we got to go. If you are, you know, looking for things to sort of root for, I think feel like like my DraftKings team is one of those that's like a very peculiar team <clears throat> that can shine a light on the random shit that we're rooting for. Like I said, so I had Brees, uh, CMC and Kyron are for sure like I they have been assumed to slot into my lineup. The, I have Chase Brown and Tank Bigsby as my other two running backs on that team. So obviously, you know, I'm not expecting them to outscore those other guys. I am missing Jalen Waddle. And uh I think you mentioned this. I don't know when 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 I heard I have both Buffalo tight ends on this team. Don't know why I did that.
1: Dude, be, I almost advanced you. the team I keep saying, I almost it's one team, and I almost advanced it with that. If I the pass interference, if if he were to catch that touchdown, that team advances as well. And it's Josh Allen with both Buffalo tight ends. And I would have had to eat so much goddamn crow with <laughs> Liam, who I told I went on his show and repeatedly told not to do that. And then I guess he got in my head a little lit and I did it. But then <laughs> listen. Jokes on me, because and serves me right, frankly, for doing something that was very, very stupid. Just the stupidest thing you could do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not tilted. Don't think I'm tilted. Um, that I didn't get in because I didn't score any tight end points. I had Hunter Henry who gets hurt, and then I've got the two Buffalo tight ends who cannibalize each other. And literally, just, <laughs> with with like a tight end touchdown, that team advances, and I couldn't get there because I because I bet against myself by taking the other tight end when I'd already taken a tight end. Just follow your own advice, Pat.
0: Yeah, you put Trey McBride on there or something, and it moves on. Just oh, absolutely. if I put Trey
1: McBride on there, I'm I'm through easily. Uh, that's a good.
0: That's my also my favorite quote. I'm not tilting. Don't tell me that I'm tilting. You know. <laughs> don't mind. Don't mind that I'm tilting. But anyway, uh, we all are trying to create the paths that we have to to first yeah. place. And um, mine is like I said. Brees did his thing. CMC and Kyron got to do their thing, and Kittle has to do his thing. And then. Then then we we pray we pray to the gods like you said Seattle is probably on both teams I have Metcalf on both teams uh, so I am a I know we tweaked this back yesterday but that motherfucker missed his practice so much I'm I'm currently not worried about it but uh, DK Metcalf three percent on DraftKings so I'll I'll take that Drake London five percent on DraftKings Rashad Rashad Bateman uh, redacted that they redacted five percent uh zay flowers 9% jacoby Myers, 9% so i need three scores fellas give me three. give me three you know if if all those running backs go off and kittle goes off like i said i'll take my chances with three good scores from those wide receivers and we'll and we'll see how it goes similar to you um yeah if we're pitching
1: co- people on rooting for us look, i listen i know i'm not the, the 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 number one choice for a lot of people no. to win but, On Tuesday but, night, uh, Rob
0: and I did a show t- where we said like three times, like as long as Kareem doesn't win, we're good. <laughs> but just listen, I promise to get better
1: toppings next year. <laughs> That's my promise to the people. God
0: damn it. That gets me. It still gets me. Still, get, we're, 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 we're almost into 2024 and that shit still, still gets me um, every time. But yeah, huge pizza party either one of Kareem or I or I win, um as much little Caesars as you guys can eat, it will be available to, to everyone. But um think about of that. Course, roof, yeah. roof, come on, exactly. root for me. Oh, you're not a big uh Seattle fan, tough shit. Do you like little Caesars? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um obviously uh we're we're getting to silly season, but this is a lot of fun hopefully everybody has a fun week 17. If you, and honestly, the other thing, and kind of, you know, we're, we're wrapped up in the week 17, uh, sweat and all that. If you haven't, if you, if you didn't get there, like I know some of the sharpest people in this whole space that didn't get, that, that, that didn't get to a a single week 17 team. Then they drafted hundreds of teams. It's fucking hard, man. It's, it's really, really hard. You need a lot of good luck. Like, like you said uh, I, I won't go on the, the long tangent, but like I didn't like George Pickens over the summer. His name probably we did hours and hours of shows together. I bet you George. I bet you I never once uttered George Pickens' name the whole summer. and the time that that we recorded, he just so happened to be on the team, and he's the reason I'm in the best ball media finals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's it just is what it is, and um, don't feel down. We got. Lots more best ball contests to draft. And we said at the top playoff best ball is coming. And I promise, I promise you you'll enjoy some playoff best ball because uh, it's also refreshing because it's very different than the regular season best ball. So we'll definitely be getting into that sometime soon. I know Pat's got to go. I got to run um we'll try to get together i think for something for for playoff best ball if either of us win millions more um you may never see us again you'll never see pat again because he's gonna have so much money it doesn't even you know i think She'll
1: see me but none if of listen, after i win i think that was my chance last year and here i am so I think that's you'll fair see me.
0: that's fair five millions a little more than two though but uh we we'll, 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 well we might not see him for a few months over i night. might take
1: a few months off. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: But everybody enjoy uh, or enjoy or get away from the TV tomorrow night, depending upon what your team looks like. Enjoy week 17. We'll see you guys in a little bit uh, and be back for some playoff basketball.